Recording is on. Uh, we're recording live. You guys have problems with pollen over there? Fuck yes. yes. I'm oh like, I've been flying. I haven't been able to breathe clearly. I don't remember having... the last time. It's been years since I've been able to breathe clearly. Speaking of clear, Claritin uh, just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. It the only thing that works for me is a neti pot. That's it. You and that oh, neti pot. I can't do drugs, man. Shoving up your nose. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, speaking well, of neti pots, who do we got today? We have a returning guest. He's a very interesting character. Uh, Brandon Finney, Satanist Brandon Finney. He's uh, heavily involved in the Libertarian Party, and he's pushing secular ideas and politics, and he's got some interesting stuff going on. He's running for city council in Rochester, New Hampshire currently. So please welcome Brandon Rochester. Finney. What's up, Brandon? Good evening, fellas. How are you? Welcome ooh, back. Ooh. Yeah, you're you. like uh, you're the only you're the one of six people that have come on twice. <laughs> you must be special. bored. What the hell? <laughs> what are you doing back there? That's funny. No, I think oh, that he's always... actually doing some interesting stuff, and uh, uh, of course, you got stuff going yeah. on because everyone yeah. comes to yeah. us for what's going on in the world. Yeah, and <laughs> Adam, anybody that's on our show is interesting. Fuck yeah. Or well, maybe it's just a show that's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got to? What do you got to say? What's going on, man? Let's do it. I think the last time I had, I had come on, I might have been uh, just before the throes of of the re-election campaign for my second term uh, as a state representative from New Hampshire, and uh, I really was was uh, hoping to get a better uh, turnout than what happened, but for the first time. Uh, in this area, I was in a three-way race for my seat, and I ended up oh. getting over 10%. Oh, right. um, yeah, but as an incumbent, I mean, uh, it's it's strange up here. Our our political system is, is very strange, you know, compared to other states where there's so many of us that serve in the House that it's like, you know, you can really win with like 100 votes up here, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really had an interesting time, you know, getting to know a lot more of the people and the issues Know, surrounding us in the state and uh you know things didn't didn't go my way but i think that um the reason why a lot of people know who i am is because you know i had, I had come out as a an, um, an atheist when i was a republican you know you know like after i got elected in 2016 and i kind of came out publicly as an atheist in 2017 and that's when i first come on the show and then uh i switched parties um that summer because i just found that the Republican Party wasn't uh, going in, in like in the direction that I agreed with, and just had a lot of issues with how the state was being run by the party and in control with the budget process and whatever. It's a whole convoluted mess. But yeah. um, so I, yes. you know, so I guess so. And then um, last uh, summer, the National Convention for Libertarian Party in uh, New Orleans, um, I created the uh, the the party's first ever secular caucus um, as its founder and chairman. And so I thought that was a really big achievement um, for trying to promote the ideas of the separation of church and state and, and trying to keep those institutions as separate as possible in America where, you know, theocracy is so entrenched in our politics. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess that's, that's, I mean, that's really like the work I'm, I'm trying to do now is, is, you know, keep pushing that and, and trying to you know to remind people that we were never founded as a religious country. We have our our freedoms here, 
but I think um, as an over-encompassing or an, an, an all-encompassing ideal, you know, we weren't founded to be a theocracy. So I'm, I would, I'm using, you know, the vehicle of my political party to, to kind of remind people of that. I think a lot of, of uh, our members really identify with the idea of libertarianism, actually. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and, and, and actually, I'm, I'm... Well, yeah, some don't. <laughs> but I said, I said a lot, not all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. So, Brandon, what are some of the some of the obstacles the obstacles obstacle face? Um, you know, maybe personally as a as a uh, Satanist, and then publicly as a atheist, you know, secularist type of thing. Well, it's I mean, you always have you know the the Christian fundamentalists wherever you go um, that that want to kind of have those beliefs uh, involved in you know, party platforms or, or just as a, as an individual, um, political philosophy, but I would never fault anybody for believing in their religion. I, I, you know, like my, my line really is, is how much of it are you willing to allow the state to enforce on others? Um, and so that's, that's kind of like where I get off the train of like, well, you can believe in whatever you want, but if you're going to be an authoritarian statist about it, that's kind of where I'm going to fight you on it. (laughs) Um, but you know, the obstacles that I get is that people think that, People that that think that because you know we are sovereign individuals as we are, that the need for a secular caucus you know is is kind of redundant. But in my opinion, it's not. Um, we're actually more of a minority than I think people on you know are are willing to admit. So uh, I have no problem kind of putting my face out there and saying, hey, like you know, there's not really a lot of places for you know political atheists to to have a home and be able to be themselves and not be ostracized so that's what i was trying to do by creating this caucus in the libertarian party i think a lot of people uh misunderstand um especially uh for for those of us in, in the church of satan a lot of people misunderstand that that we want to get rid of you know christianity or something because we're we think their ideology shouldn't be pushed on everyone else and, and in fact that's that's not true at all because we need somewhere for the dumb people to go <laughs> we don't want them in our group. So I'd rather know where they are. I'd rather know what they stand on. And obviously, we don't want to infringe on other people's rights any more than we want our rights. And so, you know, it's it's always been a matter of do what you do. Just leave us alone. Leave us out yeah. of it. As long don't as it's not it forced on people. Yeah. And that's, that's what's really always, you know, drawn me to, you know, Satanism in the first place and why, you know, I don't really promote it in, in my public profile, but I've, I've really made no you know qualms uh with my affiliations because to me the philosophy of satanism is very about uh you know being the best possible individual that you can owning yourself in your life and taking all exactly. all the responsibility of your actions that you should and that's what i take from it i, I mean obviously like all the, the you know dark imagery that's involved in metal and whatnot that i'm also a part of as well like that's that's also fun and cool and whatnot, but I think like when you get down to the brass tacks of it, you know, Satanism is really, it's very compatible to the political philosophy of, of, you know, what I stand for, which is about, you know, you owning yourself and no one is your master. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I would agree with um, the religion side of it. But I think that we kind of use that as a parody, which, you know, I'm, I'm also a fan of comedy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. 
That's cool. That's cool. So what what's next for for the process that you're in right now then? So after the election, I had you know had to, to, to take some time to mourn because it was all I knew the last couple of years, and you know I had to get accustomed to not being involved in committee you know uh, hearings anymore on bills and and promoting bills and um, you know being involved in the voting process. So I kind of took some time for myself, um, and then uh, on Jan um, yeah January first. I announced that I was um, seeking election to City Council uh, Ward 4 for Rochester, New Hampshire. Um, and and honestly, like the last couple of years that I was a rep, um, a lot of my frustrations with government was with my my city and kind of how things were being operated here. So I'm um, going to take a lot of looks. I don't mean to cut you off, but what specifically got you fired up? Like what happened or so, what was it that, that got you going? We have um, pretty insanely high property taxes here, and a lot of what we pay in property taxes goes to the schools here, which, you know, education is important, but, you know, this, the state kind of controlling public education ends up, you know, costing us thousands of dollars every year. That is completely un, um, uh, not sustainable. So my issue was, was, like, what the taxes are being taken is used appropriately for. Um, and I think that there's a lot that we could cut the fat on to make things a little bit easier. And I don't want to see people move out of the, the city because they're being pushed out by ever increasing property taxes. And honestly, that probably is our biggest problem other than, you know, like everywhere else, we have a drug problem here too, you know? So it's, it's about how we're, we're trying to manage people, you know, getting them off the streets and not, they should you know, just make drugs illegal. You know, like you know, like the the answer for guns, you know, they should just make drugs illegal and then there wouldn't be a drug. Yeah, just problem. ban drugs. What's the problem? Well, because then we end up, you know, filling up our prisons anymore, and then, you know, but the state is going to make money up it anyway. So, so um, Rochester, I just, I just looked it up. Rochester has an estimated population of approximately thirty thousand. Yes. Thirty thousand seven hundred. Uh, how many people are you running against? Uh, thirty thousand six hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> so, well, thankfully the the uh, the city elections are nonpartisan, so I don't have to worry about party affiliation. Um, but as far as I know, I don't, I, I might only have one opponent who's the current incumbent for, um, one of the alternate seats. So, um, but well, we got some good news for you, actually, as far as advertising goes, is that the bulk of our listeners are in Rochester, New Hampshire. I'm pretty sure that was oh, the staff record. So. <laughs> yeah. so I'm not sure how it works in Rochester, but in the town that I live in and the city that I work for, the candidate who receives the highest number of votes then up for the term of mayor next time around is that how it works in rochester you could possibly be mayor uh i've i have not heard that i don't know well, we we elect every every uh you know um you know you, you know members of government are, are all I'm, I'm elected individually we don't have to worry about like you know the, like the next vote tally up is is you're in the like the next position is, okay. is what I'm assuming you're saying is what is what's happening there. Um, I've never heard that actually. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah. Did you make so, it up? Like, no, I didn't make it up. Where'd you Where'd you hear that? Where's, where's that? That's happening in your town? Or is he saying if the mayor gets shot that you get to take his spot? Is that oh, what you're Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. That's we We do have a city uh, a manager and an attorney as well, so I'm assuming. 
high up there to take those positions, but I don't think a, a mayor has been assassinated in Russia's history. <laughs> that's what you're implying <laughs> but I, I mean I mean, who knows I could run for mayor someday and then you know, I might piss somebody off enough that they might want to shoot me so I'll be the first <laughs> just make sure you come on the show again before you get shot yeah that's yeah that'll get you shot probably absolutely. you know some of the people how they feel about us you probably get shot just right? for being on here or call them Nazi <laughs> for befriending us you're a fascist. All right, all right, all right. Come on. <laughs> Let it die. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> that's funny shit, guys. <laughs> Killing me. So anyway, hopefully yeah. that all goes smooth for you. Yeah, I hope that I hope that pans out Thank for you. Thank you. Absolutely. I'd like to see uh, yeah. people in our little cabal succeeding and, and doing things being movers and shakers and, and i'm proud of you man good job hell yeah thank you well hey, i mean i i you know i like coming on and and talking to my friends because i like to show that even people in the political world who you know kind of fall in line with with what we kind of agree with can still be successful and, and are doing you know what we believe in that's that's why i i enjoy promoting these things because it's it's about we're we're putting all of our words into action so I want to make sure that I'm still being actionable. And you can still be a metalhead, right? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, if you if you run for mayor one day and you get it, um, as one of your maybe campaign promises or just a promise to us, can you, uh, you know, make TDYK, you know, uh, come out there and give us the key to the city? <laughs> I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to consider that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this episode will be archived. It's oh, evidence. Who said it? That's funny. <laughs> and then That's I can't funny. back out. At it. I, uh... Yeah. So Dorian mentioned metal. You're um you're currently in a band doing metal. What uh what do you do in the band? I'm the singer. He's like I play cowbell. Um. <laughs> nice. You're not kind of. You do, so you, uh, what kind of music is it? Like Lamb of Godish type stuff? No, Who's it's actually more like, it's more on like the uh, progressive power side, actually. I, it's cool. the first band I've, I've ever done actual like clean singing and all the rest of the stuff I've done is like black and, uh, the, you know, like, like the, uh, uh, like the 90s, uh, uh, the, uh, uh Queens Reich? I was, I was, I was thinking, uh, more like, um, Behemoth type stuff, you know, like I, you know, is that what you said? Yeah, like, a, yeah, and and I'm used to being, you know, more, more yeah. guttural and 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 yeah, forceful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like on the opposite spectrum where I'm doing more like, Fate's Warning type stuff now. So, <laughs> ah, which is which would be Fate's Warning would be in the same vein as Queen's right then. I would take them as an more, influence. Like more power vocals. Like yeah. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm just saying Faith Warning and Queensryche would be in the same category, so. Yeah, they're a big influence on the band. Nice. Cool. Yeah, Faith Warning, they're from Connecticut. Yeah, I've actually yeah. been, been yeah. Uh, jamming a couple of their albums not, nice. uh, not so long ago. I love those guys. Interesting. <clears throat> you can too, How many members in the band? I'm sorry? How many members in the band? Uh, with me, there would be... No, without you. Me, Rob, Dre, move on. Gary. 
<laughs> Mike, there's five of us. Do, does each <laughs> band member have a member? Band. <laughs> I've only been in the band since January. I'm still getting to know everybody. Oh, nice. Man. And every uh, every band member. Practice a lot, or I'm sorry. You practice a lot, or is it like a hard with your schedule for? Yeah, it's it's like every Saturday. I I always make sure to to make time for it because if I was doing politics twenty four seven, I think I'd go insane. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's nice to be in the practice tonight, band. guys. I've got incumbents. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> incumbents. Like that. I'm actually not even gonna start really like seriously campaigning until like August because the uh, the time frame from when you file to the actual like. Um, election day is like 45 days, so it's like a very small amount of time to really do anything um, when the candidates actually start, uh, you know, filing for the seats. So, like, I've got some time to kind of plant the seeds here and there. I've got a campaign page and everything, too. I've been posting in the local groups and on Facebook, trying to, you know, get people to, you know, be aware of kind of what's been going on lately. And some people are, are open to it. Some people are annoyed that I'm posting in the groups because, you know, politics is so polarizing now that people just don't want to talk about it. But it's like, well, I mean, you can't bury your head in the sand forever. So, I mean, these things do affect you every day. So, you, know, you, know, so you might as well just acknowledge it and allow me to, to kind of be the courier of information for you. Exactly. I like that, that, uh, but, that Satanists are, are striving to put themselves in these or get themselves in these. Some decision making going on. You know, bills and laws and things like that. And well, without a doubt, really yeah, there there have been de facto yeah, statements all along that have done this, yeah. but somebody that's out is phenomenal. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes and you're you're totally obviously you're, you're not, not waving your, the flag well, of Satanism, target. you know. But no, <laughs> no, yeah, but this is probably a smart idea for for politics. It's right. probably smart it's, to. Oh, it's wise to tuck the baphomet for that. Yeah. yeah, people but people it, are still pretty ignorant and prude. They don't understand anything outside of their their you know solipsistic uh, perspective. Yeah, so. yeah. it's cool. And, your total your total environment isn't just your living room, you know, or you're or you're inside your house. It's it's out in your neighborhood. It's in your it's in your city, you know. Yeah. It's kind of cool to be able to um, influence things to make it a better place for you know for yourself. Awesome. Absolutely. And and even uh, last night, I went to go see a black metal band called Horna, um, who is having a pretty controversial U.S. tour at the moment where um, uh, Antifa has been threatening to shut down all the shows that they end up playing at um, because they're trying to claim that they have some neo-Nazi uh, ties and white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all unfounded crap. Um, the the same they from Marduk. They did the same with Coven. Yeah, with, yeah and Marduk and any any yeah any band that's kind of spooky, I guess. <laughs> so so to kind of like put um you know kind of like the work that I had done the last couple of years uh into like real world action when I had saw them, um the law had changed last summer from a bill that I had filed that changed the classification from entertainers who perform in this state from employees to private contractors. So therefore, they wouldn't be um, considered employees of the venue, and they'd be able to consume alcohol while, while they're performing or while they're in the venue. And the uh, you know the liquor commission in the state um, wouldn't be able to come in and assess uh, you know financial penalties against the venue or or have the show shut down for it. Um, so last wow. night, 
and you know, you know, in the midst of the Antifa threat and whatnot, the owner of the venue had been telling the bands they couldn't have alcohol on stage, and I was trying to um, talk to the sound guy that that was trying to enforce it as well, and told everybody, look, like I'm the I'm the one that got the law changed because I don't want you guys to you know shut the shows down or tell the bands that the, that they can't play or whatever, and and um, you know, there actually are a lot of you know police officers and venues in the state that that don't know that the law had changed. I, 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 I um, had to have a conversation with the owner of a, um, a country bar that had had some, some touring acts, you know, come through there. And he was complaining that there were signs all over the stage saying that if you had alcohol on stage, that they could be fined up, um, up to a thousand dollars. And I, I, I tore into him and I was like, that's absolutely not true. And here's where the law had changed who I am. And, you know, but I didn't say it in terms of like, like, here's what I did. Like, I was like, look, like all of this is for the sake of the metal scene up here. Like, you know, we don't get huge touring acts in this state. So how about we don't fuck it up everybody. And, yeah, right. but, but, and, you know, and, you know, that group had, had made some credible threat apparently. And they had like 24 coughs surrounding the venue in case that they had showed up to start trouble. So I guess for the sake of, you know, public safety and whatnot, he just told everybody, you know, you know, it's just, you know, you know, to lay low for now and whatever. But like, I'm hoping in future shows that that won't be a problem. That the bands can can kind of be free as they're performing and not have that cloud hanging over them. Right. I'm still trying to, you know, um, educate a lot of the venues on that. But you know, I'm 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 only one person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so actually show up to the show. No. <laughs> At the end of the night, not one person came and protested. It was all stupid. I mean, it was all we we all know that they're a bunch of pussies anyway. So I mean, yeah. they, they make threats and they you know they give away people's ID on on the internet, but they don't they're not gonna do shit because real men will knock the shit out of them. Yeah. My uh, my friend that actually opened the show. <laughs> uh. <laughs> my friend that what that had played in the band that was the opening act had said uh, they wouldn't show up, you know, because we don't have public transportation all the way to this venue so <laughs> and say their, that their moms go. wouldn't drive them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you know they they do a lot of talking and you know they want to employ fascist tactics while claiming to be anti-fascist so that's kind of where exactly. i get angry fight fascism with fascism what exactly <laughs> about it man wow yeah strange behavior <clears throat> Well, you're fighting the good fight, mm. man. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm doing all I can. So, I mean, I, you know, so I guess I'm coming on here to encourage other people in the group to, you know, to kind of stay involved, stay informed and, you know, and, and not be afraid to be who you are and, you know, and, and kind of fight for your right to party, I guess. Victory <laughs> <laughs> nice. guns. Yeah, man. Very cool, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Sweet. You should move on to California and, and run for city council out here, man. I'd vote for you. Yeah, or mayor. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm man. sorry, Adam, but but California is like the most communist state in the union. So I'm, I'm <laughs> it is. Never gonna it's move little, there. It's little Russia, man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it is. It's sorry. so bad. People that hate on California are the ones that just can't afford to move out. They here. got 30 round mags now. Yeah, we got 30 round mags. <laughs> That that actually is pretty cool that they did yeah. that. That's cool. I thought Nobody they banned them. No, yeah. 
It's it's all it's uh, it just got overturned. Yeah. Well, oh, like I, a week I, ago, I, a week ago, I think. That. Right? Yeah. Still, yep. I mean, everybody that has them is now granted amnesty. So. Yeah, everyone already had them. They, they already yeah. had them already. They're just <laughs> so stupid. They just kept them quiet. Exactly. Yeah, I wanted to stupid. fix the handgun roster out here. The handgun roster is absolutely ridiculous. What's that about? Uh, we only have a certain amount of handguns that we're allowed to buy out here. Uh, like any Gen 4 Glock is not on the roster. It's law enforcement only. So if you want an off-roster what? handgun, you have to buy it from a law enforcement officer, private party. You can't go in and yeah, I don't remember the total number of handguns on the bill or on the on the roster itself, but <laughs> because I buy all my guns from law enforcement, so I'm therefore exempt, I suppose. <laughs> but it's, it's bullshit. Loophole. Yeah, there's a loophole for everything out here. It's like the it's red flag law or something, right? <clears throat> the what? I'm sorry. Is that like the red flag law for uh, for California? I've never heard of the red flag law. Uh, well, they're they're trying to pass one in New Hampshire that 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 says that if you have any type of like mental illness or something that would put a, a flag on you that you would be able to buy a firearm or have a waiting period time or whatever like you'd be put on some kind of list or something out here. But you <laughs> oh, know, sure, yeah. California has something similar to that. Yeah, hmm. that's why you got to you know get people that that you know care about the Second Amendment and about your right to you know to defend yourself to go out and. and protest those because they're unconstitutional and they shouldn't be passing them. Actually, according to the Constitution, any laws that are against the Constitution are no, automatically null and void. So it, it, the problem is they're enforcing them and, they're, and they shouldn't be, you know. It's well, and the courts are too afraid to, to say no, I've noticed too. Like they want to just then they should be state governments. Like, like back then, they should take be taken out back and shot for treason. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say I'm opposed. <laughs> that's that's our duty, and you know, as citizens. Stupid shit going on in the world. Yeah. It's on a lighter stupid. note. Uh, I'm about to finish the dirt. I f I forgot that I had a copy of uh, you know of the that's book. A great, that's a great book. Yeah. And I have to tell you, uh, my love for for Motley Crue has increased tenfold since I've. Since I've been going through all their stories, you know, now because I understand kind of what the band is more about. Like I've been a fan for twenty something years, but like I didn't read the book when it came out. I'm reading it now and I'm gonna watch the movie. And it's just like it's just crazy how their lives like transcended uh kind of like the reality of I mean, nature. I I wasn't alive in the eighties. <laughs> the laws of nature, how the fuck are they still alive? Right? <laughs> like I was born in '88, so like I didn't, I didn't, you know, go through any of that. But like well, I can't imagine. Yeah, you missed the fun times. <laughs> Apparently, you were getting sober then. <laughs> yeah, right. <man. laughs> I watched the movie, and I gotta say that after watching the movie, I kind of lost respect for Nikki Six. You know what I mean? And gained some for the other guys. It was, it was really weird. <laughs> He was a drug addict. Well, like, I mean, that's that's the point no, of the movie. Just, <laughs> I know, but he's <laughs> not, not about the drug addict part. Just he's he was a total dick, you know. Like I, I think they all were <laughs> totally like you fuck. Yeah. The heroin overdose and death is a big story. It didn't really happen the way they tell it. I don't think. But uh, well, no, there's a lot of things that happened. That didn't a lot of the that that overdose. I remember when that happened. I mean, that was it was actually pretty big news. At the time. Yeah. It sells good. It was fake news. 
<laughs> no, um, yeah, right. No, check out this video. It's called uh, "The Lies That Motley Crue Told in the Dirt," yeah. and it, somebody like pointed it out with like proof of stuff and things like that. So you kind of get an, an idea. They just kind of, you know, it's a movie. What are you gonna do? Yeah, there was interesting stuff heard... in the book and included in the movie. Yeah, well, there's tons of stuff in the book that's yeah. not in there. I'm not quite sure that. You know, crew had too much creative control over the movie because they probably bought the, you know, the rights to the movie, you know, from the book, but they didn't have anything to do with it. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, they actually had quite a bit to do with it. In fact, you can see them, uh, Nikki and Tommy, having a lot to do with it in the end credits. Um, but they they were there for oh. most of the filming of it. Yeah. I didn't they, know that. I, I, I think they are. Uh, uh, the four members are producers of the. Uh, Oh, I guess I was wrong. I'll just no, no, no. <laughs> All right, let's button this up, man. Brandon, thanks for coming on again. And uh, best of luck to you. Man. Keep it up, yeah. Keep it up, man. Keep keep Adam posted so he can let us know what's going on. Because uh, yeah, we'd like to know what happens. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm so let's start a website. What's going on with Brandon dot com? Uh, <laughs> I'll follow it. Go I'll follow it. Yeah. So the election is going to be uh, in November, so I'll keep I'll keep tabs between now and then and after the election. You know, I'll let you guys know how things went. And come back on after the election, tell us how it all went. Yeah. Unless you lose. Even if you lose, I'll still the come on. <laughs> Even if you lose, fuck it. I'll just cry in my beer on the podcast. <laughs> come on, drunk. Right? I give up, man. Right. I'm done with this shit. All right, thanks, fellas. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. All right, hail Satan, everyone. Hail Satan. Have a good night.